0: Nairobi Declaration – Commitment from African Union to the Coffee Industry The agriculture ministers from 25 African coffee-producing countries met in Nairobi, Kenya, to sign a declaration, referred to as the Nairobi Declaration, to include coffee on the list of strategic commodities under the Africa Union. The purpose of the statement is to raise the profile of coffee as a strategic commodity and to ensure that it attracts adequate funding and resources. Kenyan Cabinet Secretary for Agriculture, Peter Munia, said the signing of the declaration was a major milestone in the history of the coffee sector on the African continent. Munia explained the need to create an environment where coffee farmers can thrive with government support. It is estimated that there are over 800,000 smallholder coffee farmers who market their produce through 500 cooperative societies across the country with 4,000 small to medium coffee estates, with farm sizes ranging from 5 to 10 hectares, and 100 large coffee estates with sizes of between 10 and over 200 hectares, said Kenya's Agriculture Cabinet Secretary, Peter Munya. There was also recognition of the challenges the countries faced with declining production, which were caused by a number of contributing factors, including environmental issues and price volatility. Munia believes Kenya has introduced some reforms which have already produced some results. As a result of these reforms, the Kenyan coffee industry is registering noticeable improvement, with a realization from 18.73 billion shillings 159.4, US dollars, in 2013-2014 21.61 billion shillings, thousand US dollars in 2018 to 2019, and 27.07 billion shillings, 230.5 thousand US dollars in 2020 to 2021. Which translates to an increase of 33% of coffee earnings between 2013 to 2014 and 2020 to 2021, said Munir. The government wants to point out their successes to encourage more young people to join the coffee industry which like many other countries relies on an aging workforce. Challenging market forces
1: ice to ship arabica to US. Coffee trade sources told Reuters that commodity traders are shipping arabica beans from Europe-based ice futures exchange warehouses to the USA. Unpredictable weather patterns driving uncertainty in the markets prompted this change when it caused a predicted shortfall to the market of 8.45 million bags. Shipping Arabica coffee from one major consuming region to another is unusual. On the other hand, various factors have battered the coffee market, causing the price of coffee to rise. Drought and frost in Brazil last year, heavy rainfalls in Colombia and recent rising fertilizer costs have all contributed to the upward price pressure and anomalous trading conditions. Some traders can't recall any meaningful quantity of Arabica coffee ever going from European to the American market. More than 100,060 kg bags of Arabica, previously certified for delivery against ICE Futures contracts, left exchange-registered warehouses in Antwerp last week for the United States. That's not all, as traders expect up to 250,000 more bags of certified coffee to be moved from the official Antwerp warehouses to the US in the next month. There is a lack of fresh Arabica, and not a lot of it is expected to arrive into the exchange. Traders are earning massive premiums for fresh coffee on spot pricing, the price to buy the coffee immediately as opposed to a futures contract. For example, Honduran Coffee is currently trading at a record spot premium of $0.42 cents per pound above the ICE futures price of $2 and 30 cents per pound. Under regular conditions, the coffee spot price wouldn't attract any premium at the exchange. Under these conditions, coffee is being sold on the spot price and not being shipped to ICE warehouses because the futures contracts are trading at a discount. Traders are increasingly shipping via the cheaper but riskier break-bulk method, which issues containers for loading the bags directly into cargo, often in big nets. The coffee is exposed to the weather and needs to be insured appropriately, but the cost equation is still favorable. Most exchanges, including ICE, process large volumes of transactions via algorithmic trading programs. This means computer systems are set to execute trades when stocks hit a certain price automatically. In the case with ICE, we're nearing the level where so-called black box trading programs will kick in to buy coffee contracts
2: automatically. Companies oppose Nespresso's B Corp Certification Bartox reported in May about Nespresso achieving B Corp Certification. It is bestowed upon businesses with high standards of verified performance, accountability, and transparency on factors from employee benefits and charitable giving, to supply chain practices and input materials. In order to achieve the certification, a company must score above 80 on a scale of 200 points, Nespresso achieved 84. However, some companies have taken it upon themselves to question the quality of the certification, saying in an open letter, the very mission of B-Lab and the integrity and relevance of B Corp certification is at risk. A group of more than 20 companies, many of them coffee companies, have shown concern over Nespresso gaining B Corp certification. The signees of the letter, who are also B Corp certified, state that progressive social impact and environmental stewardship are core to their approach to business, believing certifications like B-Lab are an important force in remodeling economy towards economic models that truly benefit people and the planet. The companies acknowledge the B-Lab certification is useful, but awarding it to Nespresso implies that it may follow in the footsteps of previous fair trade and organic certifications that some believe have become marketing ploys for large corporations. The letter cited that Nespresso's abysmal track record on human rights, from child labor and wage theft, to abuse of factory workers, is well documented by the media and NGOs. Additionally, the letter stated, the fact that Nespresso can achieve a score that allows them to be certified as a B Corp and use the certification to greenwash its business model and practices, demonstrate that the B Impact Assessment scoring system and certification process is in serious need of repair. The companies called for stronger minimum criteria for achieving a passing score. They also demand that B-Lab develop a protocol for holding B-Corp accountable to improve risk factor areas over time or face losing their B-Corp certification. Many other programs require a measurable commitment over time. Among the 21 signatories were All Good Products, Cooperative Coffees, Exiliar Coffee, Green Element, Grove Collaborative, Ladi the Label, Peace Coffee, and Thanksgiving Company. As an example. In May, Fair World Project already criticized Nespresso's core business model for being incompatible with a vision for business that's good for people and the planet, as B Corp certification promotes, given the huge amount of waste created. Despite Nespresso's efforts to make its capsules appear more environmentally friendly, the majority of their aluminium single-serve pods end up as waste
0: that isn't recyclable, without additional steps. Ethiopia's coffee export laws drive local sales underground. Coffee is Ethiopia's most important export, delivering hard currency the country needs for its reserves to purchase foreign goods. According to the Observatory for Economic Complexity, OEC, Ethiopia coffee exports accounted for 24.6% of the country's total exports in 2020. The country is the largest exporter of coffee in Africa by value, and is known worldwide for its unique taste and quality. However, an article in Inect Africa tells a different story about the vibrant demand in the domestic market for homegrown coffee being suppressed, By Byzantine laws designed to force Ethiopians to drink inferior coffee while all the good stuff goes abroad. In fact, however, more and more quality coffee is finding its way onto the domestic market via organized crime and local smugglers. The question that was difficult to answer at first was why farmers would want to sell to local buyers when surely the export market would be more lucrative. But that is not necessarily the case. When you consider the bureaucracy and paperwork involved in exporting coffee, and then add in taxes, transport, packaging and export compliance, the farmer might choose to sell locally and avoid the problem, associated costs, and delay. According to a senior agronomist and coffee farm manager in Lemo who requested anonymity, local and mid-level government officials and police commanders are also involved in the illegal trade reported in Act. The Ethiopian government considers coffee a natural resource and stipulates that all high quality coffee must be exported. Therefore, a farmer cannot decide for himself whether to sell it on the local market. But as we have already explained, the export procedure is bureaucratic and expensive, so farmers come away empty handed. Some resort to the black market, where illegal traders pay a reasonable price without going through the regular channels. The illegal traders do what illegal traders are good at. They smuggle the goods across the borders at night with bribes or threats of violence. The authorities are paralyzed by their laws in their efforts to stop this practice. Ethiopia functions much like the United States, with federal and regional laws. The first conflict revolves around the government's definition of coffee as a natural resource. Many regions do not see it that way and define coffee as a commercial product, which, in reality, it is. So, if a crime committed in a region is to be prosecuted, it should first decide whether to apply federal law. But applying federal law at the local level requires resources and introduces additional complexity that makes convictions unlikely. When coffee is seized, the officer or customs official receives a reward. After that, however, there is no incentive to continue the investigation, so criminals can see this as a cost of doing business and act with relative impunity. And when the authorities do take action against known criminals in the gangs, the investigations are often dropped because the politicians reach into the pockets of the gang leaders. Ethiopia could revise its export procedures and conflicting internal laws, To create a functioning and dynamic market. Ethiopians should be proud to enjoy their own coffee. The government could reduce the cost of exports and allow a quota for domestic consumption, which would remove much of the financial motivation for the dodgy traders. Unfortunately, this also seems to disadvantage the politicians who profit from the illicit trade. Kenya Coffee Traders Wu China AS output drops. Kenyan traders intend to increase exports to China to boost revenue. James Odongo, CEO of the Kenyan National Chamber of Commerce and Industry for Nairobi County, told journalists that vegetables, tea and coffee are some of the key Kenyan products that could be supported for further export in the face of growing international orders. The kenya China trade linkages also offer an opportunity for the transfer of skills and technology from China to the local market, even as Kenya seeks to rebuild from the negative effects of the COVID 19 pandemic, Odongo said during a trade and investment forum, premised on the theme of expanding opportunities for Kenyan companies. In January, Kenya signed a total of six memoranda of understanding with China in the areas of trade, digital innovation, green development and investment, to enhance export and import opportunities for small and medium enterprises. This news comes against the backdrop of a report showing the country's coffee output likely to drop as a result of the lack of fertilizer. The newly published report that tracks Kenya's coffee production, The U.S. Department of Agriculture, USDA, says Kenya's coffee production in the 2022-23 growing season will drop by 10% to 700,000 bags.